0: Welcome everyone, Prash Bashalak. before we begin with the parasha, I wanted to discuss the Shu Salaam um which is coming up this coming week before our next year. Tubishva is like this mysterious <laughs> mysterious Yantav uh, in quotes it's a major zakh I had in my class last year he had to go home from yeshiva for it there it's mamish they make like a mini seder on and it's a big big ASIC and then in the, in the, in the, in the yeshiva belt, it's mamish or nothing uh, you know I, only that uh, when you're in elementary school they give out like dry boxer, which uh, you know uh, questionably qualifies as a food and and that's the extent of Tu B'Shvat. And, and, and even that's only because most of the, rabbayim, the elementary schools are Chassidish, I think. It's, uh, you have to find out in the, in the all Jewish schools that they even have that. So the shout is what's the, if we can give some depth to the uh, observance of Tu <clears throat> In the uh, I, I want to do it, uh, there's many, many different Mahalchem. I want to use the theme that we've been developing over the past, really, few months, but specifically the past few weeks, about Yuridais and Nesiyonis, and how a person functions um, properly, not just, not, I'm sorry, not just functionally, how a person thrives within a Matziv of Nefilah how a person can continue to grow while falling, or certainly while having the appearance of being very uh, down and not accomplishing much in their Ravad uh Once we understand, as we've been speaking, that that is the normal path of life, is that there's ups and downs in a person's everything, and including their Ravad Hashem and that there are times when there's less accomplishment, really the major problem is remembering that when the times get tough. And if, we, if everyone, very few uh, adults, I would imagine, go into a panic at night, that maybe the sun will never come up. We know that as, we know that as the facts of life, is that the sun's going to come back up. And with all the inconveniences of the dark, even if a person would be stuck outside in the dark, and you know, they can't accomplish what they need to, they would, they would know, what I have to do is bide my time until the sun comes up, and then I'll you know, be able to continue whatever it is I need to do. If we, were, if we were so clear every time we had, an, we, we had the downs, and we went through the difficult days, that it's going to get better, then we would be able to much more easily get through them. If we understood that it was normal, and we wouldn't start to question our own sanity and our own, uh, if, if we're made out of the right stuff, so then it, it would be a much that would that would solve 80% of the problem. Right there is the attitude and the desperation, the panic, and despair, usually, that we feel, even though it happens over and over and over and over again, we still keep feeling it. So it's an important topic to learn how to, again, to be able to, to be confident, not accepting of the situation, because the, the part of the job of being there is to get out of it, but to be confident that we will indeed get out, and not to turn what's a stage of life into a major problem. Uh, the Arizal says that when a person eats fruit on Tushabov, on tushubat, rather, it is mesake the chet of Adam and eating from the Eitz sedas. It sounds like Echzer Shava. Eats, eats. you know, these are fruit and those were fruits. so good. This, uh, It's a Yontif, I know this so. Right? And though it seems like one of those things where the most we could say is whatever, yeah, okay, if, it, if. You know, if, if there's such a Kabbalah, so then that's the way it is, and we'll do it, and we'll, we'll believe that it's so. But perhaps we can give a a a understanding, a deeper understanding of what it is, not claiming to be. Uh, a Complete understanding, maybe if there's time at the end, we'll go back, there's a whole second Mahalach, similar but different. When we discussed, I think the, the week of Parashas Barashas, when I was supposed to discuss this, instead we spoke about evolution, Parashas, I don't regret doing it, but now we have the opportunity to discuss this issue. And that is the major Shkofik uh, problem of how Adam ate from the Hadas. Uh, we're told that Adam did not have a Yitzhah that was a part of him. Although he had a guf, which pushed him in the direction it gave him certain urges um, of physicality and, and a desire for physical things. But intellectually, his mind was clear. And there was no idea of this is what I want to do. By us, the Harametzis, after Sayyid HaTzadah, is that when we have a taiva, it feels like the taiva is us. And it's we who want this wrong thing. Kodem HaChet, that was not the case. It was an outside force telling him now. So what was he telling him? Did the Nachash come to Rav and Adam and say, you want to eat from the Itzadas, He would look inside himself and say, Nope, that's not true. I do not want to eat from the Itzadas. So he says, You're supposed to eat from the Yitzhidahs? Hashem told him, You're not supposed to eat from the Itzadas. So what, where, did, where does the Pesach come for Adam to do something wrong? We understand that generally there's a, a, a negius, which causes a, a, a distortion of reasoning process. What, what exactly was the dynamic what was the method by which this developed in the Chet? So, we developed this a little bit in the Derech Hashem Stark, that B'Shem Rav Dasler, that Odom um, looked at the B'riah. He said, Hashem could have made me in Odom Haba, dovet to him, which is the purpose of creation, could have done that. Hashem didn't do it because that would be a very uh, either a non, or a very, very imperfect connection. Because there'd be no similarity between us and Hashem. Hashem is perfect because that's His very essence. And we would be perfect as a complete uh, accident of circumstances. Because that's how Hashem made us. Nothing to do with us ourselves. Therefore Hashem made us imperfect. Gave us the job of creating perfection within ourselves. And in thus that perfection would be much more similar to Hashem's perfection at the time when we achieve it. To the extent that we achieve it, even if it's to a very small extent, it's still much closer than what it would be if Hashem attached us to Him, because then we wouldn't be attached. That would be a lack of attachment, the opposites of Hashem. And like this, although it's not exactly like Hashem, because His is inherent and ours would be acquired, but it's at least acquired from us. It's not a gift from someone else. And in that way, it's talking with Hashem, that His is from Him, and ours is from us. And so, Dr. Dasler, Adam looked at this, he said, if that's the purpose of the world, so then why am I, so to speak, halfway there already? Why do I, I have this neshama that's pulling me very strongly to HaKadosh Baruch I'm already halfway perfect. It must be that Hashem, ain't if Hashem doesn't want to come with an overbearing task for me, and therefore, he made me, you know, he made it, the, the, and that's what the, the Hashem says, that's, that's the MS. That Hashem said, look, no, the, the evil that exists in the world and within you is not your fault. I'm putting it there. So it's, it's fear that it should be very easy to vanquish. You just have to get the clarity of what the right thing is, but overcome one Nesayin and you'll, you'll be there. Adam said, that's how I show my love for Hashem. That's how I bring out the, the mastery of Hashem over myself and the universe not, because well, it's already halfway light and I, I don't turn off the light He said no, that's not how we're going to do this I'm going to turn off the lights I'm going to make a darkness like you would never believe and then from that darkness I'm going to come back to Hashem, I'll bring the Ur Hashem into the place where there's total darkness, and with that we'll show that Hashem exists everywhere, what could be better, the ultimate in Kiddush Hashem Adam was not he was not off he was not off the mark at all our entire Avaidah is within that reality that Adam created with the that exactly the situation he was trying to create. He succeeded beyond his wildest dreams. And all the greatness that anyone has achieved since then, all the that anyone has brought, all the Kiddush shem that has happened has happened within that darkness because of that darkness. So what was wrong with Adam's Cheshbon? What was the mistake that Adam made? He'll say, because Hashem said not to do it? That's true, but it, it could be that Hashem was giving him an Etzah Okay, We know that wasn't the truth. We, how, should, how could Adam have known that that was wrong? What should be, have been the tip of? So that's what explains that, for example, he says, the Gemara says in Abed Zorah, if a person has two ways to get home, one way he knows that there's, uh, there's something he could see that's inappropriate, a lack of tznius. The gemara's example is the ladies are washing clothing in the river, and every once in a while they lift their hands up like this, and the sleeves come down past their elbow. So, and, and he might see that. Or you go the other way home, basically the same, within the ballpark, or the same distance, same time, same difficulty to get home, without the possibility of seeing. He decides, look, persons in this world, other you live, you're here to work, and a person's here to be challenged and to grow. He says, I'm going to go the way where there's something to look at. I won't look. And he goes, and he walks the whole way, bumps into a few things, whatever it is. It doesn't bump into a few things, and makes it through the perilous journey without falling even once. So he comes out the other side, and he's feeling too pumped about himself. He says, you know what? Today I was a warrior for Hashem. Today I sacrificed for Hashem. Today Hashem was Kehli. He was my God. Right? I... I I did for Hashem. So Gemara says to him we give the title Russia. A person who does that is Nikro Russia. If you go the way where you could look and you don't look, Nikro Russia. So explains to Destin that why are you Russia for passing an sign? He says because you flunked an sign. You totally mistook what an sign was. The Messiah wasn't whether you're going to look or not look. The messiah was, are you going to put yourself in a matzah where you could look? Or are you going to put yourself in a place where it's impossible to fail the Nesayim? And what you're supposed to choose is not to have the ability to fail the Nesayim. Not just because that's a higher level of Yerushalayim, which it is. But because what do you accomplish when you walk the way that you could look and you don't look? You bring out the godless of yourself. You bring out your ability to control for Hashem. You take Hashem's roots and you put it over yourself, but it's about you. And it's about your Avoid this Hashem. And Avoid Hashem is not supposed to be about you. Avoid Hashem is supposed to be about Hashem. If we would take a marshal, there's uh putting up a wall of a house, and they cut out two holes in the in the wall. And one of them they put in a door. They put on the hinges and the door swings open and shut. And the other one, they put a pane of glass. Yeah. So the glass is looking. He tries to swing the way the door does. He can't. He goes up and down, but can't. So this is going to be a pain in the neck for anyone to come through me. And he's damaged and depressed about himself. He's a pochus of the gador, shvach So he, I don't know, calls up the help hotline. He goes to a window therapist. And he tells him... So, listen, the reason why you're feeling depressed is because you, you totally missed your point in this world. You're not meant to be a door, you're meant to be a window. You're meant to let in light, not in people. So, oh, I have clarity now. I now understand what I'm supposed to be. So, he now decides he's going to manage, he's going to do his job well. So, if I'm going to be a window, he you know, does research and he finds out the nicest windows in the world stained glass windows. So, he starts ordering. Stained for himself and covering himself in stained glass. They have a beautiful picture. He realized that the hinges are getting in the way of this. So he he gets the hinges. And you have, in the window of the house, this beautiful, gorgeous stained glass window that doesn't let in any air. It lets in very little light. You You have these dancing colors of light in a place where it's not what they need. There are places that need a stained glass window. But when you need a plain, clear window then the way that the window actualizes potential, the way it brings out its greatness is by being as clear as possible. By having uh, you know deflects the, um, the any grease stains that come on it and it we're, uh, allows light in without any refraction of that light to the extent possible. Our job, the way that we are great the way we are what we're meant to be is we are the single conduit of the Or HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this world. He is an infinite Or Hashem that is blocked out of this world by Hashem's choice, but blocked out of this world and this is the mahela of a world of darkness. And we're supposed to be the window that lets in the light. When a person walks that way and says, oh, I have served Hashem, he's become stained window. It's true, you're letting in a certain amount of light. But what you're doing is, you're coloring it with you. And every bit of light that comes through becomes me. And you become the Ar Hashem. And it's not supposed to be the Ar You. It's supposed to be the Ar Hashem. And you've taken your job and distorted it. It could be viewed as a form of Avodah zarah, A form of taking what's supposed to be Hashem and turning it into something else. And that something else is you. When Adam chose to eat from the etzadas and make the world a darker place, even if he'll succeed at his Avodah, but what is he bringing out? He's bringing out Adam Arisha. He's bringing out his ability to serve Hashem. His love for Hashem. His determination to have Hashem's art fill the whole world. But what about Hashem's determination? What about the roadside in baraku? And if that means that you won't have an Avaidah, so it means you won't have an Avaidah. He'll say, but Hashem's Rotsa is that an I hear Yusufara, but if the result of Yusufara is a big billboard with you on it, then that's your Negeist. And that's tackle the nagiyas that he had. Afilu The fact that he's a Nivra gives him a nagiyas to want to have a self and to want to have a personality and to want to be some, to want to take up space and to want to be something and not to be bottle. Not recognizing that the of that the very act of bitwa is the greatest act of self-actualization. And everything else is just a show. Adam HaRishon needed to come to the Hakara, that doing what appeared to be nothing, just sitting around, was the greatest act that he could do. On Tu we officially celebrate, It's it's the birthday of the trees, it's the Rosh Hashanah for trees. The way that they say it is, because the trees are blossoming, the trees begin to blossom. Exhibit A. Look outside. The trees are not blossoming, and they won't be for a very long time. So people say, "Oh, it's not here. It's in Eretz Yisrael. It's not in Eretz Yisrael. The zman of blossoming on the trees is in Nisan. That's when they make the bracha for They make the bracha in Eretz Yisrael at the same time. In Amol, especially now, and every yard could be a little bit, uh, a little bit. But that's it's not now. What's happening now? What's happening now is that the sap starts to run through the tree. The tree looks dead. The tree is there. It's it's, it's starting to be moving. To use the washing that we used last week. There's a koyach al and there's a koyach al rotsa. There's the koyach to accomplish in our ways Hashem, a koyach to get things done, to learn the gemara, to do acts of chesed, to have a of be kavan. etc. And then there's the rotsa. There's the rotsa, the desire to grow in and the desire to finally have a normal Moldavim, the, the, the wish that I could do Akson Chesed. And as we mentioned, often those two are in stiva to each other, that the more a person is able to accomplish, so the less they yearn to accomplish, because they have it. And they begin at some point to take it for granted. The fruits on the tree, the blossoming of the tree, is Kachal payal. The moving of the sap is the Kachal Ratz. Tu is the celebration, it's the yonteth of rotsam. It's the yonteth of when it looks like a dead tree, when nothing is happening, to understand that the fact that I have Rotsoin to serve Hashem is valuable. And if I'm in this matzah, that's what Hashem wants today. And Hashem doesn't now want fruit, He wants maple syrup. He wants the sap. And a person to understand that this has to be celebrated. That this is a yontif. That the fact that a person is sitting there, and every day he sits in front of the Gemara, and it's not going, but he still goes to sit in front of the Gemara. And he doubted, he says, Hashem, please let me feel it, I want to learn. And he walks out the whole day, after wanting to learn for a whole day, and getting very little accomplished, and coming out with wrong shot over and over and over again, and nope shot, and just walking out confused and depressed. That he can You're depressed. Why are you going? You struggle to understand, and and you and you have to be. It has to bother you that you don't understand it until you finish. Then you close the Gemara, and you should be dancing. That I just gave Hakadosh Baruch Hu exactly what I wanted. Clearly, because I wasn't successful, what he wanted was an hour or two hours or three hours of struggle, and I gave him three hours of struggle. So, gevulv it. I made Hashem happy. I brought the Ur HaKodesh Baruch into this world. Not the way I want it, not the way that makes me feel good, not the way that brings out how Galdic fruit is, but the way Hakodesh Baruch wanted it. Lamaisa, if what I'm saying is a mess, so then we should have that on Tuvishvat instead of eating fruit, we should eat maple syrup. Everyone should get a stack of pancakes. Maple syrup is the sap of the tree that's starting to flow now, right? If you look on the old bottles that used to have a picture, you'd see trees with little sticks coming out and bucket, uh, uh, barrels to catch uh, buckets to catch it and stow on the floor. That was now. Now is when they tap, tap the trees. As the sap starts to flow, they stick in the tube and, and voila, they catch the sap. Cook it up, turns brown, gavala, get maple syrup. That's what we should, how we should celebrate. But the Territ says that's deeper. We have to realize that the fruit is the ratzah. That, that ratzahing is another form of poil. That is a poil that's called poil when it comes out, when you actually have the fruits. And then there's a different type of pu'ula. And that's the pu'ula of doing ratzah. In Aaron in, Opiansky's say for, for um, Benetar going out to work, so he talks there about the creative value of somera understanding that when you refrain from doing bad, that's not just not destroying the world. That is an act of creation. To understand that Yoshei bottle can be Ke'oysa Mitzvah. That certainly, Yoshei Viroitze, a person who sits and wants to serve Hashem, that that is a form of Peyreys. And therefore, we don't celebrate by just eating the sap. We say, the sap is the Peyreys. And we're going to take the fruits that will, the celebrated fruits that, everyone, ah, that's what everyone's looking for, and we eat that now. Because we understand that there's no difference in kashivas between the pu'uh that will later happen and the rotzen that's happening today. Because tells tell us that when Odom Arisha was punished for eating from the Etzidahs, so the, the earth was punished as well. And the reason the earth was punished is because really the earth was deserving of punishment from before. Because when Hashem said, told the trees that they should grow, so He said you should have an uh, etz pre oisoprii. The tree should taste like a fruit, and the fruit, and it should have fruit that grows out of it. The hemway also came, the trees didn't do that. Allah said, etz oisoprii. A tree grew out that tastes like nothing. And then it had fruit that were fruit. Hashem didn't want to punish it because Luchairah, the Vart is, because Adam wasn't yet deserving of having a cursed earth. When Adam did a chayt, so now he got, the, uh, fine, you're willing to be deserving of punishment too, now we'll hit the tree. Kevin Zogin, that the two chitan are the same chayt. The way we're explaining Adam's chayt is that he only valued an that where there's tangible results coming out. The avoid of Yosef battle, the avoid of not doing anything, the avoid of just being what Hashem wants you to be, that to him he didn't feel that that was something great. Why did the tree not put flavor? Uh, trees don't have a kira, but why why did Hashem have it be that way? What's the lesson meant to be taught? Is that the tree is not valuing the tree; it's valuing only the final product. Only what comes out in the end, the fruit, the, the yotze poil, the thing that, that everyone's hoping for, that's what's valuable. That's where we put our energy. That's where we put our flavor in. That's what's going to be celebrated. The tree, that the tree should taste. Why? The Eshrik tree tastes like an Eshrik still. No one eats Eshroi trees. It wasn't meant that this way you could eat the tree. But it's meant to represent the idea that the tree, the, the, the dry tree, is also valuable. If that's what Hashem wants you to be, if Hashem wants you to be a tree, and you're not yet holding by making the fruits, then that's something of value as well. And that was supposed to be celebrated. And when the Eids didn't do that, so it was doing the Chet that Adam was going to do later. Adam wasn't deserving of punishment. He hadn't done it, so it wasn't punishing. But when he did the same thing, so now it's not just that, okay, now we can hit you with the ground, we can punish the ground. It's the same Chet, same punishment. Meila, when we take our fruit onto tubahshat, t- t- and we are able to not just celebrate, okay, there's a tree, but we're able to celebrate that the tree is a form of fruit, that the sap moving through the tree, the kachar rotsen is something that's a fruit, that is a tikkun on the pagam of the chet of the marishon, even from the etzadas. Ula kemenzogena uh for many of the, the same questions, and many of the same points, but a, a different mahalach, very uh, similar, different, but beautiful. On the, the, they have this, uh, the USB that's in 750 on tefillah, but there's a lot of different things on there. So, so one of them is a shir from Eisenberger, um, on Tuba and he asks many of the same questions, makes a, a lot of the same points, but different, different mahalach, also uh, very geschmacked and, and pieces fit together very nicely, very beautiful. Ayin or Shame'ah, um, Shah. Later on in the parsha, so we come across a, a Chazal tell us that by Kriyas Yamsuf Bikshu HaMalochem Lamer Shira and HaKadosh Baruch who said that my creations have been destroyed and you want to say Shira? No, now is not the time of saying Shira. At the same time, Kala did say Shira. You know, those who want to be Mekarites and say that Kala said Shira after they were already destroyed. And at that point, it's not a problem anymore. They give a muscle if someone, uh, someone has a relative who needs a life-saving surgery. So they, they've been pushing for months to try to get the surgery and get his it, place in the hospital and whatever it is. They finally get it. And now the person is sitting there and they're being cut into. You don't sit there making a party while the guy's being cut into. It's still you understand that as wonderful it is to get the surgery, but it's not you would prefer never have to have needed it, and it's still a surgery, and it's someone being cut open. It, after it's done and it was successful, so it, you still would have preferred it to never happened, but now it's already time to celebrate. So the Malak wanted to shoot while it's happening, celebrate the surgery. Hashem said, "No, no, that's not a Mila, that I have to cut off a group of people." It's bigger Rosh there. there. That's, the, that's not what I hoped for from the world. That's not a time to say Shira. Lamaisa, once it's done, and the results are a net positive, so then it is the right time to say Shira. But the, what did I say, different Mahalach, we find that then the Malachim turn around on Rosh Hashanah, and they know that they don't say Shira on Rosh Hashanah. They don't even ask. If you see the guy in the Gemara there, I think the Slav points it out. They don't even ask why they can't say Shiro. They just say, why isn't Kala Yisroh saying Shira? We know that they're allowed to say when we're not allowed to say. So how can they not saying shiro so, so what are you talking about? Uh, the Sifrei Chaim, the Sifrei Mavits are open in front of me. And, and they should say Shiro. So, know, what's the rule here? If, if it's inappropriate time to say Shiro when when the enemy is being destroyed, so why is it okay for us to say it? And if we're allowed to say Shira, whatever, always, so then even if it's not appropriate to say Hashanah, we should be saying it also. What's the rule? So, I, I want to say a za'akhir that I think is, it's a little bit tief, uh but I think it's very important. I think it's a I'm very embassy, side, very important. Gemara um, says in Misafta's Tinus and in, which I know, not because I know it by heart, because I'm law of teaching here. It, um, it says there that the Pasik says, Those who planted with tears will reap with joy. So it says what the Maisa the behind the Pasik <coughs> is that in the days of Yoyal Hanavi there was a seven-year hunger. To the point that people were eating the flesh of their arms at the end. They were just taking bites out of their own arm just for lack of anything else to eat. And there were some people who still had a few grains put aside, And that's what they were subsisting on. That was their food and then finish it and die. And then miracle of miracles in Nisan at the end, mamish-mamish the end of the season, when it hadn't rained for seven years, or, or maybe it maybe rained, but it got decimated by other things, whatever grew. It was in rain. The first rains came. And the people didn't know what to do. Should we hope that maybe there's... So this is a turnaround from Hashem. But we don't have... So they went to the Navi And they said, what, what, how should, what should we do? He said, take the seeds that you have and plant them. So they said, should he eat it and live or should he plant it and die? To them, that was suicide. you take, tell me to take my last foods and put it in the ground, it's going it's to grow out great. I mean, it's a gym. Six months from now, it will grow out beautifully. And, and uh, I'll not be here, nor will anyone else to eat it. And uh, the, uh, whatever, birds of the field, that uh, was managed to fly, and will have a great crop to eat. Because we'll all be dead. So he said, sh- he says, no, you know, your, your cheshbon is 100% right. Apple peak cake. Plant it anyways. So it says, Hazayim Adimah, they planted a crime. And then, the Nisim happened, and it grew out in 11 days, and Mamashah, they were planting it, on the way back, it was already starting to grow. 11 days, they were able to harvest it, bring the omer, and everything was good. Man of If you trust the Navi, that this is the right thing to do, so why are you crying? And if you're crying, because the Lumaise, you know you should trust the Navi, but you don't, so why are you planting What exactly is happening when you're putting the seed in the ground while crying? What you're schizophrenic? Okay, it's not really schizophrenic. That's not what schizophrenia is, but that's what the the cool schizophrenic bipolar it would be. But whatever, it it doesn't matter what it would be. How do we explain what you're doing? And the answer is that there are two separate parts of a person. There is a logical part and there's an emotional part, and they don't. I don't even know if they often work together. There are two separate worlds. They interact with each other. Certainly your emotions are based on the way you see things, and the way you perceive them, the way you you touch them up. And certainly the way you touch things up, and the way you think about things is based a lot on emotion. But they are two separate spheres. And it's possible for a person to intellectually be comfortable with something, to know something, and yet not be able to integrate it emotionally. And they'll be able to get themselves to do what they need to do, but their emotions will be, what's called lagging behind. Their emotions will be running a completely different program. And they could be, they got themselves to the point that in action, they're able to act based on their cycle and do what they know they're supposed to do, which is listen to nobody and put it in the ground. And Afal P.K., they're trembling and terrified inside. And to the point that they're crying. Right? If you, uh, I have it when I work in the ropes course in the summer, and I could uh, Imagine you're up on, the, you know, one of these observation decks someplace, and they, you know, they open the 400 is, and, and you've seen a hundred people do it before, and they tell you to lean back like this. So even if you just, okay, I'm going to do it, ah, and you do it, but you, th- you feel inside like you're, gonna, you're killing yourself. Intellectually, you know, you're not, and that's why you do it. But you still it doesn't change the emotions that you feel. The... When I give when the speech, before they go on the ropes course, so I say, people think, scared people think that brave people have no fear. No. There are people who don't have fear. Those are reckless, either reckless or just whatever. They're wired differently. People, there are people who don't fear things that should be feared. But brave people are people who learn to function within fear. They, they know that it's okay to be experiencing fear and that that's not how you're going to make your decisions. You're going to make decisions based on what logic tells you the right thing to do. And I, you'll feel fear while you're doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's very normal. That's why all the people who do things feel fear. Except that people are really wired differently. But most people feel fear but do it anyways. It's not, you know, I'm in the passion now of, of trying to choose uh, high school for my daughter. Last year I chose. Last year was not much a gut-wrenching decision to choose a high school for my second son. And I had two two yeshivas that I was very I thought were both good options. So on one hand I didn't think you know I was choosing a bad option, but there were a few that I was leaving off the table that also sounded like they could be very good options. And I had tremendous pressure from various very wise people telling me that no your mom is ruining your son's life and you're putting and it was it was it was a very scary thing. And I, I I remember feeling a lack of confidence in my ability to make the decision battle. And I, I spoke to Rasheba, and he told me, he says, no, you, 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 are, you are intelligent enough to make this decision. You have it within you, you know your child, you know what's right, you did a lot of research, I heard you describing all the issues, you, you get it, and you have the ability to make the decision. And I, you're feeling like you don't. Yeah, that's, you know who else feels that way when to make decisions? Me. He also feels that way when he makes decisions. Because when you're making a weighty decision, it's scary. And if you're not afraid of it, then you shouldn't be making decisions. If you're somewhere, then you're reckless. And you say, yeah, it feels good. I don't know. It spoke to me. This yeshiva spoke to me. I walked in and it spoke to me. It felt like the right place. That's a way to make a decision? Those are the people who are fully confident. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I saw this yeshiva, I knew it was for me. Right? And then you thought about it. And then what happened? No, I never thought about it. So you don't know. But that's what you should do next is think about it actually and not just run in emotion. But you could be scared and do anyways. And they're not as to each other. And as hard as this is, first of all, if we, could, if we could get used to this idea, we would be able to be much higher functioning people. Because there's so much of what we don't do is because we sense emotions which are, which if the emotion was the reality, would be a good sign that we shouldn't be doing it the fear that we fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the, the, the sense of perhaps being unworthy of the thing that we're striving for, and were the fact that we're feeling that when an indication that that is perhaps the truth or is the truth, then it would be a good idea not to do it. But when we understand that while the feeling is 100% a real thing, it doesn't determine reality, it doesn't determine the, the, the actual, and I mean, what I mean by actual is how you should act, reality and that you can act, and then feel those feelings. Right? The Revan of spoke to how, how much self-doubt he felt for years at the beginning of his career as he became Rosh Hashiva very young. His father had been lifted suddenly without him thinking that he was becoming Rosh anytime soon. And he had other places. His dream was to become a post-Segonite and And he felt that this was what his father wanted from him, and, and that. But, but there was a tremendous amount of self doubt. And there were, if you would have stepped aside, there were many people willing and ready to take over the yeshiva and to get a nice group of boys without having to do the recruiting part of it. And, 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 and all the very real things, mekhtesi, maybe Skaiva that I hold unworthy, all the all real feelings. And you, you can experience them, and you, you don't have to hide them and push them aside. You also don't have to make decisions based on them. And you could let them, you could experience them, and then say, ah, okay, you know, this is a challenge to, to work. Taka, taka, I feel unworthy. So how am I gonna do it anyways? And, and that's, that's uh, you, without having to shut off the feeling, you also don't have to act based on the feeling. As much as it's true for adults, I think it is extremely true for children, and, and they need our help to get them to learn how to do it, and befrat when it comes to the Heleke Bacher. If, if there's a Bacher who doesn't end up with svekos regarding Yiddish Kaya and the muna, he's just not thinking. There's questions to be asked, and until you know answers, those questions are, can sound compelling. And when the Bacher first feels the question, only feels a sense of unease. He feels a sense, oh no, I feel like an apicaris. When I ask this question to myself, or when I voice it to I feel like an apicaris. If, if we then tell him, what? You're feeling that? You're an apicaris? Now he has to make a choice. He has to make a sheet out of it. He either has to decide, okay, so I'll make believe like I don't feel it, and I'm going to say, no, you're right, I believe. Okay, maybe he can accomplish that, Maybe. If he can, then I, I don't know if it's healthy, but he can do it. Or he has to say, you know what? I, so you're right, I'm an apicardist. And the same thing becomes when he says, when he sees boys in his class who, at least to his outward eye, love learning, and he doesn't. And he says, he, he feels like he's made out of something different. He feels like he's different type of prophet. And if you tell him, no, 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 you, you do, of course you love learning. You will love learning. You're learning so gishmaq. So you, you're, you deny to him what he's feeling, so he either learns not to trust himself, that, is, that he, he thinks he's crazy, in other words. I guess, I don't know, what, I think I'm feeling it. I guess I'm weird. Or you force him to, to, to confirm to himself, oh, so you're saying that everyone else feels it. And I don't, so I guess I'm, I'm a different. Okay, so I'm going to go out work. What the correct, the more healthy, I'm not going to say correct. The more healthy response, in such a case, would be, yeah, oh, I remember. We all feel, we all have times when we feel, it's such a challenge when you feel that feeling. Right, yeah, when, oh, when, when, when your mamish feel like, this is true. It's such a challenge to show Hashem at that time. So let me give you some some uh, methods, how, how when, when people that I've heard, when I deal with it, when other people deal with it, how we get through this sort of thing. And it's like, oh, you mean people feel this? Oh, oh I'm not an happy I'm Okay, I thought I was. I felt like one, but you told me I'm not. I just feel like one. I'm great, okay. I'm so happy to know. I can feel like a... Imagine your kid comes to you, ta, ta I'm telling you, my arm is it stopped functioning. I don't feel it. So you'd be like, yes, you do. Not, no, no no I don't I don't so what do we tell him? no you got pins and needles. you are leaning on it it's numb right now it'll go away you wiggle it around a little bit and you'll see that life comes back it's talking it's going to first tingle and then it's going to hurt a little bit and then it'll be good oh fine good you can accept that what if not him, so he starts feeling on his arm he doesn't move it and the talking goes dead the muscle atrophies and everything because you're telling him you're not what he's feeling you're telling him that's the reality and you, you, what you're, you think you're not telling him that you think you're telling him no you're just not feeling it but well, so wait, but he knows it so he's talking okay so I live in a different world than you live in and now he has to go with zero experience into this vast uncharted territory okay no Rabbi said that was a struggle, heavy but again I think it's an important zach uh, I was going to quote this psukim in in, in, uh, no, in Tehillim where David there's many psukim in Tehillim where David expresses what we what you could term, uh, 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 he expresses feelings that you say, How do you say that? But you, you're not a, a Hashem, why do you abandon me? You don't, Dalvin Amnath, you don't know that Hashem never really abandoned you? That at the time when he feels far away, he's as close as he's ever been? Yes, <laughs> Dalvin knows that also. But you're allowed to give vent, you're allowed to express emotion. So I think the kasha that we started with. What's, when does Christ's soul say, when does soul get to say hello? When did it not stop? There it says, when you feel like something good is happening, so then you're allowed to say, for humans, not, but humans, being humans, are allowed to give vent to the emotion that I am in the middle of being saved. Yes, it's true. Someone's being killed. You know how I'm processing that? Intellectually, I'm processing it. It would be much better if this wasn't this way. You know, oh, yippee! We are being saved after 210 years. Praise is the Lord. And if you don't say that, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, whatever, if you're a guy, you know, you're totally a mine. And you became a Gansan, a, 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 a Mayak. So then, you know, you don't, you don't feel the need to talk about that. And when it's Shana, even if maybe it would be the right time to say, but we're bephradden. Yeah, it's true, we're confident that we know, intellectually we know. But I'm in trembling inside. And Shirah is a Zach of emotion, and therefore you can't say Shirah. I say. Okay, there's so much to say. No, we can't say it now. I want to end off with a beautiful Zach. I heard Hishmach Zakha. It's easier to say over at the Shabbos table than this was. Um. There's a shayla. is it correct to take a mitzvah and use the mitzvah to be mechavet someone? That means a god who comes in, you have a mitzvah, let's say, to, that you should be in the Mizanah. Should you give that zimun over to the god? Koyin, you have to. Koyin, right? you have a mitzvah to be mechavet, maybe a godly also, I don't know. But, whatever, but, are you supposed to give over? So the Shach, it's, it's about Mila, but it's not in Hafez Mila, it's in, it's in Chashim Mishpat, Shin pay base. The Shach says that the Imamish holds, for a father who knows how to do Mila, it is absolutely wrong for him to give over the Mila to be done by someone else, to be, done by someone, else, to be done by someone else, to do the Mila. He says, At L'dayti, it's a bitl in, in the Kyiv, HaKhiev, of the father of Mila, and Besun Shavim so, the Tfu Ashar brings a riot from this week's parasha that is Nishtaz. It says that Moshe Abenu was the one who's was metapal by Asmas Yosef. So, this why Moshe Abenu? Why not the children of your eyes and shaven and in and Ephraim? There's two plus other people who are descendants of Yosef on the mother's side, who could be metapal with his bones. So you can give a hundred different answers. The Gemara incited of Lamid Gimel, I think, one of the days, says the reason is, Al-t-koven ha-mitz. Al-t-koven yosef, that it should be done by the God of If someone's going to take it out let the God of Adar be the one doing it. Which means the mitzvah be the is mutal on the krayton, but they're being machabed, so to speak, marsha, they have to be the one to do it. So, zokht the shak is not right, that you see that you're allowed to be machabed, people that are there, a mitzvah is to have it being done by the God So, that's what you should do. So the Khokhmasodam, the that's Thayadam in in the back, uh, there's a uh, he has longer pieces. His Ma'ayin into the thing called uh called called the uh, no, I don't remember what it's called. I do, but I'm not remembering it now. Um Binasa. So he is he says there on this shayla, he says the Twasha is not right. The Shach is right. He says that the yesoid of, of k'fura is al k'avit ha'mes the mitzvah of k'fura is to give cover to the m'es Mele says the, the parameters of it are whatever's going to give the most cover to the m'es it's not the, the mitzvah is to be the to the m'es so of course then you take the godel if he's available and you'll he, be willing to do it and add him do it because that gives more k'avit to the m'es he says, but a, a mitzvah that's not like that. A mitzvah that's not about be, giving covet to anyone. It's a mitzvah about doing a mitzvah. He says, there. It's, it's a zuzul in the mitzvah, to give it away to someone. You, 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 chacham mitzvahs, chacham ley mitzvahs. The person that about applied in over here, that's what you should apply to yourself. And you don't give away mitzvahs to do what he says. Reznan said, the minig is that uh, when Rabbanim go to to, to, to he said, so but when they buy chickens, they're the to do Kisia he says, <laughs> the, the way the Chachmah Saddam was saying, that it would not be correct. Maybe, you know, he does it so many times. I don't see why that would matter. If You, know, every, you understand how precious every mitzvah is. So then, this is by him. For my son, I'm stelling too, from last year, if anyone wants to listen to the recordings, there was, some, oh, well, there was a share, so I hope it was a nice share. But specifically, there's a cute word there, which we said recently also, but it was Shaloi and Karma we said it about uh, Moshe's hands, Ay Shoyver Mulchama, I Nasa muhamma. what's the Kasha, and what about his stick, splitting the yam and everything else, why is this the shaila that his hands should have some effect on the war? So he wanted to say that the Kasha is not, uh, could Moshe's hands have an effect, just what is the effect that it has? Is it Shoyver Mulchama, or is it Nasa Mulchama? Was the normal that Amalek was stronger, and his hands won the war for them, or is it that Christ was stronger when he put it down, they lost the war. The, 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 the puzzle makes it sound when he lifted his hand, they won. And when he put it down, they lost. It's totally everything in his hand. It, it's but you don't ask it as which one was it. It's it, not like Oishayimu, it's Oishayimu, but it can't be both. I want to say is that name, there's no such thing as default at it. There's no natural. The natural is that when you're looking at God, Gav's so that it's good. And if you say no okay, I a then it's bad. Okay, good. I and John, we well, we have to find what share it's in, but that's the way it is. Have a wonderful shot,